Welcome to the Breathe, Elevate, Heal podcast, where we journey into the world of holistic therapies, health and spirituality, and energy healing practices that are designed to help you heal from chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and chronic disease symptoms. Get ready to breathe in healing energy, elevate your mind and your consciousness, and heal your mind, body, and spirit. I am Dr. K, owner of Design and Wellness Center. I'm a PhD nurse researcher, holistic wellness nurse of 20 years, a certified yoga and Reiki therapist, and an educator of holistic practice including meditation, yoga, CBT, mindfulness, and energy healing. I help women over 40 live a soul-inspired life and break through the emotional and self-defeating habits that are keeping her stuck in stress and blocking her natural ability to heal. So generally, people have an understanding of why it's so important to have balance and harmony in the mind, the body, and the spirit. There's many ancient traditions that date back more than 6,000 years ago in Chinese medicine, especially that of the concept behind the yin and the yang, or the yin and the yang, which can be tomatoes and tomatoes because it's pronounced differently. But many ancient traditions, including the Vedic tradition in terms of balancing the masculine and feminine energies, and also Ayurveda. Now, Ayurveda is a sister science of yoga and it's more than 6,000 years old and it's known as the science of life which is going to be my topic of discussion today but there's deeply rooted in all these ancient traditions that there's a belief that the world and our physical bodies are made up of a unique combination of five elements now in Ayurveda these elements are ether air fire, water, and earth. So all of these elements are composed within the physical body. And essentially the balance of these elements is always in constant interaction with the energies of the planet, with the energies of our you know, biofield, our aura, our energy centers, our chakras, and essentially the health and well-being of our physical body and its organs and how they function. So for optimal health and well-being, it's essential that we have balance and harmony, not only, of course, within the mind, but these five elements are very important in terms of our overall health in mind, body, and spirit. So the level of chronic stress that most of us live today, the busy, active lifestyles that we lead, then these five unique elements can easily get out of balance. So my purpose today is discuss what are these five elements how do we what did they look like when they're out of balance and how can we essentially bring them back into balance for better health and wellness in terms of self-care so i am dr k i'm your holistic wellness and stress coach for women over 40 so thank you for tuning in with me for today's soul inspired tip so let's go ahead and dive into these five elements and i'm going to talk a little bit about if they're some of the signs that we can look for if there's an excess or deficiency in these five elements and essentially how we can bring them back in harmony and balance for the health of the mind, the body, and the spirit. So when we look at the first element of ether or space, this is also known as akasha in Sanskrit terms. Now, ether is the most expansive of all the elements because it doesn't take on any shape or form. It's basically limitless. And as the first of the five elements, it is subtle it's the most subtle of all the elements because there's a sense of emptiness that's within it and some commonly refer to it as not having a beginning and not having an ending so it's just infinite 
space. There's pure potential. It doesn't have any origin, so it's omnipresent. And so this is the element that connects us to everything in the universe, including each other, to other planets, to other dimensions, galaxies, other realms. So most people kind of consider this to be the spirit. And so within this infinite space of stillness, this is what creates the other four elements to feel within. So we can think about the womb that essentially holds space to bring life into the world. We can think about the space within the lungs that we're able to hold oxygen rich blood and that sustains our life and the function of our cells and our organs. We can think about the space within our blood vessels and how this is able to carry rich oxygen also to our organs and cells to sustain life. We can think about the intestines and the bladder, which holds space in order for us to eliminate toxins and what we no longer need in the physical body. So within all of this, ether, its quality comes from the absence of the opposing quality of all the other elements. So for example, we can think about ether is what we consider the season of winter. So it's cold because it doesn't have the warmth generated from the fire element. We can think about ether too as being light because it doesn't have the heaviness from the earth and the water element. Within itself, ether is unmovable because it doesn't have that propelling force or movement from air or wind. So we can think about all the physical organs within the body as well in terms of the sense organs of the ear, hearing and the action organ is the mouth. Now the origin of ether is called Shabda. This is meaning sound. And so within this primal understanding or this unmanifested sound, it really in its pure form comes from ether. So we can think again as ether being air and space. And so it's what creates that vibratory sound that we hear through our ears, right? And so this is all about communication. And so Shabda takes place well before the sound actually becomes manifested in the ear as we can recognize it as through our senses. We can also think about the throat chakra. Now, ether is related to the throat chakra because, again, this is about communication. And so it's connected to our sense of expression using our voice. So sound and ether really is one and the same. And so this is why the power of the voice has so much profound energy and vibration to it because there's a lot of energetic power within the space and the ether. So whenever there's a person who has hearing loss or they're unable to use their voice, for example, then there, usually there's a challenge within the space of ether or that there could be some. So the next element is the air element or the Vayu. Now this element is commonly referred to as wind. And so air exists without form and it includes things such as our thoughts and our emotions. And it works along with ether and is responsible for the movement of all things. So it's very adaptable, it's changeable, and it really reminds us not to become so attached to our thoughts or ruminate over our thoughts and to let our emotions freely move through to Feel those emotions, but not get stuck in the emotion. And also to forgive, to let go of anger, to move through life with grace and harmony. And so the qualities of air element, it's really about the sense organ of the skin and touch, and it's related to the heart chakra as well. 
So the next element is the fire element or called Agni. And so this is all about heating up things for change and transformation. It's really about heating up those chemicals in terms of alchemy, where we want to just come into a new reality. It has the quality of digesting the old and really starting something new. And so physically, this is really about the digestive process. So the sense organs relate to the tongue and the taste. So we really have to have some fire in our digestive tract, right? A lot of fiber in order to rid the body of toxins. And it also relates to our thoughts and how we want to just burn up our ego, get rid of those thoughts that no longer serve us. And so fire really is about converting things into a new reality. And when there's a destruction or a level of destruction, or there's an excess of the fire in the body, then this can be internalized in terms of our actions, in terms of our uh, manifestation of disease and illness. But essentially, fire really is what gives us that drive in life. It gives us that ambition, the passion and motivation to get things done. But also on the flip side, and why there's a balance that's needed is because with fire, we can become overly angry, we can be very hot headed, we can hold on to a lot of uh, resentment and jealousy and unforgiveness. The next element is water or jala. This is the fluid element. And so water is energy in a liquid state. And so water is the container of sound and air and vibration. So water is hydration and nourishment for the body and the soul. So you can think about our tears. When we tear up, then that's what's helping when we cry that helps to flush away the buildup of our emotional pain and our sadness so water is healing and it flows through the mind and the body we can think about it physically related to circulation how circulation helps us to rid the body of toxicity and also how that's connected to our lymphatic system in terms of ridding toxins out of the body so it's all about that movement of life through the bloodstream through the blood through the fluid and to ensure that the body and the organs and the cells also get that rich oxygen in order to sustain its itself and life and so water can really be like a tsunami and or it can be like a steady slow stream so it's all about having balance with this this element as well because water is so powerful and it can be unpredictable and so it's very creative in nature because it has a flexibility to it and so it's going to yield to whatever is in its path. So the last element is earth element, which is Prithvi and Sanskrit. And so earth is the most solid of all elements. And when it's in balance, it is stable and grounding and supportive for all the other elements as it relates to the root foundational chakra. This solid structure is condensed energy, so it's grounded energy and makes up the bones, our body mass. And so when the earth element is out of balance, we may suffer from heaviness or depression or grief, exhaustion. We may feel very sluggish in the mind and the body. So now let's talk a little bit about how we can identify if there's a deficiency or an excess in these elements and how we can bring them back to balance with self-care. So when we think about this first element of space and ether, this is all about stillness, harmony, and balance. That's within our mind, our emotions, and our body and spirit. So if there's an excess of ether, then we typically feel very spacey. We feel very ungrounded in our emotions, our thoughts. And within the physical body, the physical body likes to maintain homeostasis. So if there's too much air, too much space, too much fluid within our com certain compartments and our blood vessels, then this can be very damaging to the tissues. It can lead to thyroid problems, heart disease, weight gain, seizures. We can have uh, imbalance in our electrolytes, our neurotransmitters, especially 
uh, dopamine, which can lead to Parkinson's disease. So there's a lot of different neuromuscular issues we can have and tissue damage if there's too much space, too much pressure within compartments of the body. Now, if there's a deficiency within the space or ether, then we really feel disconnected spiritually with our true essence. We may lose faith and that could be religious or non-religious practices. We just really feel a disconnect between our very feminine aspect of intuition. So we can be very logical in nature and not have that balance of intuition. And as I mentioned, the Shabda, the sound vibration, a lot of people who have a deficiency within the space or ether, they have hearing loss or they may lose their voice. So now to balance a decrease or to, to decrease an excess of ether, then we want to participate in self-care practices. And that really includes grounding ourselves because we feel spacey and ungrounded. So we need to participate in grounding practices. And that can be grounding in nature, putting your bare feet on the ground or doing yoga and meditation and really or visualizing the root chakra, really coming back into that uh, support, that safety. And that's all about the root chakra is our grounding chakra. And so really focusing on those mind-body practices, coming back to the body, really feeling grounded, and really eating warm and healthy foods, foods that tend to be very rich in terms of you know sweet potatoes, things like that, and healthy proteins as well to help ground us. And getting adequate rest and essential oils, very grounding ones, copal, tend to be very, you know, grounding um, in terms of aromatherapy. So to correct deficiency, therefore, is when we feel that disconnect spiritually, then we have to invest time to really come into spiritual self-care. And again, this is different for many different people. And so essentially, you know, many people get out in nature to feel connected to spirit. They do meditation, prayer, yoga, contemplative practices, finding, finding time just to be calm and quiet in isolation to themselves to really reflect on their spirituality. Um, energy healing can also correct a deficiency in ether. Pranayama or breath work, journaling to express your thoughts and emotions, and or just essentially getting outside of yourself and really volunteering your time and your talents. This is about serving others and serving others really connects us with love and spirituality. And so I want you to think about in terms of ether, just reflect on what is your relationship to your own sense of essence, your spirituality or your faith in your life. And just recognize anywhere you may find some imbalance within the space or ether. And if there is an imbalance, how can you really think about one step that you can take today to come back into balance for better health and well-being within this element? The next one is air or wind. So this is all about element and this is all about creating a free, flexible, moving and balanced mind and body. So if there's an excess of the air element, then we tend to be very hypersensitive, hyperactive. We may have attention deficit disorder. We may have frequent pains and headaches because there's too much air and space within the body and the blood vessels. We may be very highly active, impulsive. And so, but on the flip end, if there's a deficiency, then we may not have have too much energy at all to do anything, right? We can be very uh, fatigued. We may be short of breath if there's a physical manifestation that's happening within the body. And also because the air is all about moving and freeing us of our emotions and our thoughts, we may have an inability to express our emotions. Again, we want to move that energy so it doesn't become stagnant in the body. So with a lack of energy and a lack of that power and flow, then we can lose a sense of motivation and creativity 
and just a general inspiration with life and our purpose in life. Now, if there's an excess to decrease that through self-care practice, then we have to rest. <laughs> we have to relax. We have to ground ourselves, center ourselves, get out in nature, do meditation, yoga, really come back to rest and relaxation and self-care. And that's the problem that we have. Most of us are very highly active in today's world. We have to cut off the news. We have to cut off social media, anything that's going to stimulate our you know, mind and anxiety, we want to disconnect from that. And many of us tend to be overactive in our air wind element um, because of the lifestyles that we lead. So avoid anything that's going to cause any additional stimulation and anxiety and just avoid any excess of changes within your life. Maybe just again, just sit down and rest <laughs> and be still. That's what this is really all about to really balance that air wind quality. Now, in terms of if there's a deficiency, then now we need to get out more. We need to move our body. We need to exercise. This is all about moving our emotions, letting the letting unforgiveness go, letting all the anger go, being unafraid to step outside of your comfort zone and do something different with your life. And that could be picking up a hobby or a new passion that can be just simply rearranging your house just this is all about creating that ambiance of having that again balance and harmony and flexibility and feeling that freedom freedom from stress and and all of those things is, is really about coming into a quality of air element and to balance that so also you want to just you know eat light foods lots of plants and vegetables you don't want anything too heavy um, within this deficiency now so what i want you to think about in terms of the air wind element is notice when and where you're feeling heavy or light within your mind and your body think about what emotions are you holding on to and how and when they're rising in your day and think about one step that you can take to implement feeling more connected to your body and or your emotions and your passions of life so now let's talk about the fire element. Now, this is all about our energy, our power. This is, but it's all about balancing how we live our lives, balancing our passions and our desires, our connections, because when we're excess and fire or agony, then we burn out, right? We're just overwhelmed with our ambitions, trying to be successful and just wanting more and more without knowing how to say no to the next venture, because we're always just overwhelmed and consumed with how we can be better, right? And so if we have a deficiency on the other end, then this is when we don't have enough energy and fire. we got to put some fire up under our feet, right? And so we can be very disconnected from our true passions, our purpose in life. We may lack, again, the motivation and inspiration to do anything different. And so also within the physical body, we may have poor digestion. So we got to really spice things up within our digestive tract to get things moving so we don't have, you know, risk of illness and disease from poor digestion. Now, in terms of excess of fire, we got to slow down. We got to relax, take some deep breaths, drink cooling liquids because there's so much fire. You don't want to add any more spice to that. So avoid you know, eating spicy foods or drinking alcohol. So you really, in terms of our emotions, you want to redirect that fire energy as well to something more calming, positive, disconnect from the news, reduce, you know, your task and things that you take on in life and just say no more, right? That's what most of us have a difficult time doing. And Again, there's a lot of overlap between these elements. And so too much fire is all about coming back into balance within our lifestyles, learning how to relax and rest more.
deep breathing, right? And redirecting the negative energy that we absorb so much every day. Now, in terms of a deficiency, however, then we need to really set some standards in terms of routines so that we can have that fire back and that power back, right? And so we need to stimulate ourselves more. And that could be through stimulating breath work, that can be about supporting ourselves in terms of our digestive system, maybe getting some herbs and spices to move that along and exercise. This is also going to build up that power and that energy within the body and gets our circulation moving, mindful movements. So do anything with the movement, running, dancing, yoga, just connect more to your body. And that will also connect you more to who you truly are, your true essence and your passions and your purpose in life. Connect with activities that you enjoy. Connect with others. Now, I want you to reflect on, again, these. If you notice you may have an excess or deficiency and notice where and how you burn out or if you get overwhelmed, why does that happen? What causes you the most stress in your life and what helps you to process your emotions? And where do you direct your energy flow? If that's too much energy, you got too much fire and how do you direct that? Is it inward? Do you direct it toward others? And just think about one step that you can take either way, excess or deficiency of how you can bring yourself back into balance. <clears throat> so now let's talk about the water element. Now the water element is all about flowing with life, but creating boundaries and a sense of direction. Now, if we have excess water, then we tend to not have boundaries. We don't know how to say no. We can also be very weighted down in our thoughts and our emotions. Physically, we can be weighted down by too much fluid on board from drinking over excessive amount of waters and retaining that water and or retaining too much sodium, which causes us to retain too much fluid. And that can come from a disease process of someone who has heart disease or liver disease and or kidney disease. Now, a deficiency, on the other hand, physically, we can be dehydrated. We may have dry skin, thick mucus, emotionally and in terms of our thoughts, we can be very rigid and meaning that we don't have much flow within our creativity. We just don't like to have too much change. So we tend to just stick right where we are with the status quo. Now, to decrease in excess, then yes, we need to decrease anything that's going to cause us to retain more water. So avoiding salt, avoiding things that have a lot of mucus in terms of like dairy products and setting clear boundaries. That's the most important part of this element. Noticing if we're going too much with the flow of life and creating that balance to come back within. Now, anything that can be drying to kind of absorb some of that water, like astringents, there are certain herbs as well that can kind of dampen that moisture and, and too much of a damp quality within oneself. Now, in terms of correcting a deficiency, then we got to get hydrated, right? We got to use warming oils to really hydrate the skin. We can use that during bath or shower time and decreasing anything else that's going to cause us to dry out, such as, you know, drying substances of alcohol and eating things that have a lot of water content to them, such as fruits and vegetables. Now, because there's a lot of secretions and mucus buildup with bacteria, risk of infection, we can use tongue scraping to get that bacteria off of the tongue, moisturizing the lips and the tongue as well, drinking lots of fluids. Most important, being adaptable with life, right? Learning to surf the waves through the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows. So with this element, I want you to think about maybe where you're over yielding or under yielding to something in your life where are you too rigid or you're not setting boundaries for yourself are you staying well hydrated and what is what is the earth element and the earth element is all about stability it's all about support passion as well so if we have too much 
an excess of earth energy, we can actually be weighted down by life's problems. We can be so connected to the earth element, the material world that we take on the cares of the world and we can become very dense in that. We can become very sluggish, we can become lethargic and we can be caught up in our grief and again, the cares of the world that this can cause us exhaustion and to have a sense of depression. And physically, this can turn into illness and disease and it can cause a lot of congestion and swelling within the body as well. Now, an, a deficiency on the other hand means that we don't have enough earth elements so we can be very ungrounded. We can feel disconnected from reality. We can feel disconnected from our own tribe in terms of not having that safety and security or protection. We can feel very unstable and even anxious anxious and uncoordinated within our life. Now, to decrease in excess in terms of self-care practice, then when we are feeling that depression and sluggishness, then we need to stimulate ourselves, right? That can be through breath work, yoga, stretching, getting that excess stagnant energy that we consume out of our bodies, consuming, you know, lots of just lighter foods that we don't want to feel so depressed down in our physical body. So eating lighter foods or fruits and vegetables and avoiding excess salt, and then just essentially connecting with one's spirituality with their loved ones and their friends as well. Now to correct a deficiency, then we need to absorb some of the earth's energy, right? And that can be grounding practices, again, a meditation, prayer, and also until we're grounded, we need to avoid any excess changes within our life that's going to create more anxiety. And that can be just less travel, you know, simply and eating heavier foods again to bring us down back down to earth. And that can be sweet potatoes, healthy proteins and vegetables. And again, it's all about absorbing that energy from the earth. Now, reflective questions would be when and where do you feel grounded and or ungrounded in your life? And where can you correct these imbalances? And what makes you feel stuck and unstable? And what self-care measure can you implement to feel more supported and more connected compassionately to yourself? And 